But I mean, it's how close to downtown are we? Uh, well, as I mean, far is as Waukegan considered goes? like Chicago, I, it's, no, that's, I guess Waukegan's about forty minutes or so out yeah. from where we're at right now. So yeah, I guess it's yeah, part, I got of the, it. part of the Chicago DNA. Is it an Indian r- r- casino or something? <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, wait, hang on. The old Waukegans. That's right. Hang on, I'm struggling here. Where the fuck are we, tribe? That's a good dad joke. It is. Well. Coop put the uh, Milwaukee in our heads forever. That that will never go away. Mm. Um, That's Chuck Garrick. He is a beast monster. He is from Bisto Blanco. He's playing bass guitar tonight with Alice Cooper at the Genesee in Waukegan. Before we talk about Bisto Blanco, before we talk about Alice Cooper, I do want to say this episode of Carcon Carne, episode number 292, is sponsored by Nerf Herder at Reggie's. Punk rock fans. It's Nerf Herder back in Chicago for the first time in over 17 years. You like a little punk rock, don't you? Who doesn't? You grew up on that stuff. Merry Punkin' Christmas at Reggie's December 7th with the copyrights Dan Vapid and the Cheats, Dan Vapid, who is in Screeching Weasel, and Capgun Heroes. Proceeds from the show will go to buy food and toys for families in need this holiday season. There will also be a food and toy drive, so if you're going to the show, please bring a non-perishable food item, any gently used toys, or sporting equipment, and you'll automatically be entered into a raffle to win some really rad stuff like guitars, show posters autographed by the bands, and some cool merch baskets. That's Reggie's Saturday the 7th for the show. To learn more, MerryPunkingChristmas.com. Chuck, you ready to chat? It's Car Con Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Car Con Carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Ostar. Who? Why do the punk rockers have the best names for their bands? They do. I think some of the Norwegian death metal bands sort of played off of that a little bit. Don't you think? Or the death metal bands? Because their names are so interesting. Like, you know, like Dying Fetus or Cannibal Corpse. And then you've got like, you know, you Circle Corpse. Jerks. Yeah. Circle Jerks or the Dickies or whatever. There was right? a Chicago band. I don't know if they're still active. Texas Toast Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Right. I love that There stuff. was a band I grew up called the uh, uh, Donner Party. The Donner it. Party was the party who ate themselves. And, 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 oh, my and, God. The Alive and, story? Yeah, yeah. No, no. That was the soccer team. The Donner yeah. Party was a team, that, uh, a, a, a pioneer family that went over Donner Summit in Lake Tahoe, California and got caught in a snowstorm. And uh, they, you know, had to live off of each other's it's so dark. bodies. Speaking of cannibalism, and I'm glad yes, we're going in this direction. Um Green Inferno is now on Netflix. Have you ever watched that? No. Okay, it, it's it's dark as hell. It's an Eli Roth movie. It's about a bunch of Americans wanting to do good, and they end up on this island that's been isolated, and they eat people, and it's just horrific and disgusting and not really for mixed company. But it seems well, appropriate for you, Chuck Eric. I think so. We, earlier we were talking about dad jokes, and there's my favorite, uh, the, the uh, cannibal clowns. Looked at each other and they say, "Does this taste funny?" Uh-huh. That's old anyway, school. Yeah. Right. yeah Back to this <laughs> camera. My knee like keeps this. moving. This. Oh, I gotcha. Anyway, there we go. Now, now we're cooking with gas. Uh, so I mentioned you were a beast on stage. Yeah. But in real life, you're you're kind of a Zen dude, right? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very you can't low-key. be a beast twenty four seven. I mean, you, you just kind of let gotta, it all go on stage. Gotta hibernate and meditate and get the head right. So normally we eat food uh, on this podcast, but you said, you know what? I don't want food. I'm a picky eater. Is that is that really true, or are yeah. we just being generous? No, I'm I'm selective. 
I'm I'm a moody eater. I, I it depends on how I feel. Like I just I'll be going through phases or whatever. You know I'm um I'm type two diabetic. Okay, so that brings so with it some challenges. I'm always trying to tr- new ideas and new approaches to see if I can lower the you know the glucose and and figure out what what is that causes it to go high and low and and uh, so I'm always on some sort of new food adventure is that hard so, on the road because you're always on the road very hard yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd imagine so i live off of protein powders and quest bars and coffee and when i say you're always on the road it seems like we just saw you on stage <clears throat> in tinley park it was like four months ago yeah i'm always on the road Th- this is relentless i'm always on the road it's what i do the highway is my home willie nelson said that and i just was like you know Still what true. it's so true and i and i really was thinking oh that's kind of cool but that's my life so when I saw you in Tinley Park, you know, it's great seeing the Alice Cooper show in a big amphitheater yeah. like the one in Tinley. It's also great to see the Alice Cooper concert experience at a place like the Genesee where you're at tonight. There's something to be said for that smaller enclosed room. Yeah. Locked in a small space with Alice and his band. I, You know, for me, I think that that's the cool thing about the Alice show is it, it just transcends all sizes of venues or, you know, audience sizes what have you it's I, is it a theater tonight the show yeah i mean it, yeah most of these shows these this, this tour we've been on in november has been theater size venues now, I, were you with the band um during along came a spider because i yeah. think yeah the tour rolled through genesee yeah then yeah i've been in the band since forever too right yeah yeah okay so yeah yeah and I, I haven't missed a show till this last year when Bisto had to do the mega cruise. I had to get a sub for four shows, which was kind of odd. But, you know, back to the Alice show, man, I just think it's one of those things where, like, I, 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 we just talked about it. I've been in the band so long, and I've played in front of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in festivals and then smaller clubs and charity events. And uh, it doesn't really matter. He, he gives the same show regardless of the size of venue or the size of the audience. And... and um, it just is one of those things where you're you just get into it. You're you're in the show. Mm-hmm. You're involved, and it really again doesn't matter if you're you know in a nightclub or you know at Vakken. I've seen Alice a dozen times. The show is tight. It's polished. I've never really seen mishaps or I don't know off moments. I've got to assume they exist. Absolutely, they or, exist. Or do we just not, are we not aware of them when they happen? The beauty. And I'll let you in on a little secret. And one of the things I've learned that has really been able to, you know, apply to Bisto Blanco as well as you don't let the audience know if it's meant to be or not meant to be. Bisto Blanco. There's <laughs> yeah, your visual there you aid go, right man. there, the latest album we are. Sometimes I think some of those things that happen, the mishaps, become part of the show. Mm-hmm. Honestly, man, I think that there could be one of those things where, like, maybe you know, something happens. Aside from getting smacked in the hand by the sword, which has happened <laughs> to me, which is something I say, let's eliminate that uh-huh. process because that you know can get a little dangerous at times. But you know, just certain things that happen that we don't necessarily the audience doesn't know if it's meant to be or if it's it was an accident. And I think that's the beauty of a live show, and especially mm-hmm. a theatrical live show, is that you know you're you're you again going back to being in the moment. You're in the moment, so just all of it. Remember, it's live, and for the most part, it can get monotonous. And we're playing the same songs, and you know you we're a very tight band, and we're a machine. You know, so I think some of those mishaps 
bring us back to life a little bit you know well, we, we showbiz right them. yeah we it, really it, live for those and it's it's a fun like the other night just talking you know a bit about humor because earlier we were talking about peter sellers and stuff the other night alice wears this vest and he throws it behind him without looking and it was during the song raped and freeze and i just so happened to which be i one, love that you're playing that one of my favorite how about it okay and i know he's gonna throw the vest but i see him he's gonna throw the vest it looks like he's in a weird position so i go to move and when i go to move he throws the vest and it lands <laughs> right on top of my head and it covers my entire head and i just stood there for a minute now imagine the whole song's going on he's performing and he sees the entire front row just dying laughing <laughs> nita is on the ground she cannot play she's falling down on her knees she she's losing her mind and i look over at her she's looking down she's uh, like literally got her hand on her head she can't stop laughing everybody's losing their mind and i just slowly remove the vest and then alice looks at me like oh my god that's the best thing ever so of course after the show what do you think he says he says hey uh we should do that every night <laughs> so go. i've been trying every night to get the vest on my head and it's just impossible it's impossible sometimes just the magic you know you just can't repeat you know it, that's that's showbiz it's yeah. it's not about the the accident the mistake it's about the recovery it's about what you do with it <laughs> yeah so going back to the idea of playing smaller rooms let's talk a little bit about bisto blanco yeah are you completely on hold? I mean, it seems like the Alice Juggernaut is nonstop. It's really, you know, it's 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 sort of like you know threading that needle a little bit, uh, you know, with with Bisto. We we just got done doing the Mega Cruise, which was us us and uh, Anthrax because Megadeth couldn't perform, but Anthrax and Lamb of God, suicidal tendencies, clut, or corrosion of conformity. It's like a Disney cruise, really. It's really something for the family, all <laughs> ages. You know, one of those things where you really want to find yourself <laughs> that's right <laughs> i personally had the best time ever because there was bands that on that cruise that i love so much especially guys that i've become so close with like you know pepper and the guys from corrosion and conformity and you know john five of course anthrax i loved as a kid and i kind of forgot that i loved anthrax mm -hmm. so i went to go see them and i'm like oh my god i'm such a huge fan charlie's a local charlie's oh he's a local chicago boy that's right and he's such a phenomenal drummer of oh course my god. dave elson and i are really close friends um just seeing them uh phil campbell and the bastard sons phil and i go way back we're, we're buddies and and i love that band i really think it's like a real true rock and roll band so for us our mission right now because it, we are limited with the amount of touring that we can do is let's pick our moments where we can go out destroy have fun be in front of as many people as possible and the mega cruise provided that for us and uh, and we just had a blast I, I, how that boat it's just the people the things that i witnessed and and the amount of fun i had on that cruise was uh I was, it was unbelievable, man. It was really a good, good time. Let's zero in on the word fun, because that's what I think of when I listen to your band. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, this man. is just fun rock and roll. Yeah, it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. I mean, my my idea of, of Bisto Blanca was for, for you, if you don't know the band or you don't know the music you're going to get it after the first verse and chorus you're going to know what to anticipate next uh, i kind of approached it sort of like as a motorhead or a ramones type thing but with 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 theatrics because adding calico cooper you have to have that because she's such a theatrical she's one of the best performers in rock and roll i think she's 
absolutely one of the best out there and and now watching her develop her vocals and her her personality on stage and seeing her sort of slow down and take her time and becoming a real singer as well has been so great to watch so we are fun and and we're out there having a good time and and the cool thing about our band is that people that don't know who we are you just see them having a great time and at the end of it they're just uh they're in it they're in it with us and uh Another cool thing I love about Bisto is we we just headlined the the the, the mega cruise the last show of the of the cruise and we're in the theater and the first front row is 20 photographers all that were supposed to be you know photographing other events and they're all right there because it's such a visual band you know uh, we talked about a lot of the songs last time we did the podcast again yeah. the latest album is here yeah. one song we didn't talk about is follow the bleed oh. as you're talking about the bands who are on this cruise yeah. I mean follow the bleed bleeds 80s metal to me oh really the, the, interesting yeah sonically i love that yeah why not i i was inspired by the um and not not, not a lot of people in america know who they are but it's a band called and i i, I kind of mispronounced the name because it's a german band but we toured with them for two months in germany and they're one of the biggest bands in germany they're called the Berse uncles which stands for evil uncles and it's o-n-k uh, L-E-Z uncles it is Thanksgiving season an appropriate band name they're amazing yeah. they sing in German and they're sort of like a. they were a punk rock band in the 80s and then they they've now kind of taken on this more mainstream sound which kind of reminds me of Dropkick Murphys and a little bit of Foo Fighters you listen to everything like don't you I do okay. I try to but we toured with them and that sound sort of had the dark and I when I wrote the song the original title was um dark germany because we were in germany in the winter and uh and it was uh inspired by the the uncles and our tour and it was just had this feeling just this, this ominous feeling to it and then uh we had talked about lyrics and the idea of what what the song sort of sounded like and and um lindsey garrick who writes the lyrics for us was sort of had this idea of this title follow the bleed which is sort of you know follow what's going what's coursing through your own person and follow your own your own your own sights and and stay on this course and uh it was it was interesting and and what i love most about that song is i wish i could let people hear the demo version versus what ends up on the record because it's just completely two different songs although you'll hear sort of the same parts you'll hear latham sort of he played that part in a in one of the hotels we were in because i said hey put a guitar part to this but the way it started off was just completely different than what's on the record and then you hear calico taking off doing some vocal scats at the end it never had any of that stuff and our producer ryan green that was one of the first songs i gave him and i said hey man here's this song feel free to uh to dissect it and pick it apart and, and let me know what you think and the next day i get this laundry list of how he wants the song to go and I go what is he talking so we start kind of putting it together and uh, we're in the studio and you know with Pro Tools you can kind of move parts over and he starts adding his own arrangement and you know his little chalkboard of things and you're going to sing this and you need to write another verse here and you need to and it, I realized wow this record's going to be so much fun because I'm going to be challenged mm -hmm. uh, lyrically and musically and vocally and everything and, and that song was sort of the beginning of, of, of that record for us uh, let's talk a little bit about sequencing on yeah. this album I, another fantastic song you kind of tucked in the end is Halcyon oh yeah uh, big hook I mean it, it comes out blazing um, yeah. there's that spoken word thing that, that yeah. weird 
Yeah. Can you explain what that is and where it came from? It's the Greek definition of what a halcyon is. And that is actually Calico Cooper saying that part. Yeah. It's Calico, and uh, she is pitched like 14 octaves. At Did the not end see of that coming. Okay. Yeah. So we were in the studio, and I had, again, talking about, you know, working with a producer, and I had demoed this song. And you got to understand one thing, and everybody should know this. Uh, when you demo a song, I try to personally not go too crazy on fine-tuning my parts. Right. Because I know that it's just a demo. And so I will s submit, it, it's even out-of-tune guitar parts. Uh, I'm a bass player. I'm not a guitar player, but yet I'm attempting leads and all of this stuff. Just to give you an idea of what I'm thinking. So that song in particular, I had this weird bridge. Dig-a-dunk, 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 dig-a-dunk. Right, but I really kind of simplified it. Uh, our producer Ryan Green is all into this odd meter. Oh no, take out bar one, and then you guys play it seven times. You play it nine times in this part, and then you go back to four four. And we're just going, dude. We're a rock band. What are you trying to do, man? You know. But so it needed this. It had this section in the middle, and and um, we were in the studio, and and uh, yeah, we were thinking, well, it needs sort of like a, a something in there to describe what Halcyon is, and. Calico looks up Google and finds this definition oh of Halcyon. And she goes, well, let me go on the mic and I'll just read it. And maybe you can put a weird effect on it or something. So she did. And then we hear the final mix. And it's cool and it's dark and it's... And it's a woman. That's awesome. It, Calico Cooper, who you've mentioned a few times yeah. in part of Bisto Blanco, Alice Cooper's daughter, who's, who I interviewed along with you last time I talked to you. You've got Calico in the band. You're in Alice's band. Are you essentially in the Alice Cooper family? Yeah, we we talk about that quite a bit. Um, I am. I uh, genetic side to say yeah that I've you know I'm close to everybody in that family. I mean, uh, we just had his son out on on the road, and we went and played golf, and we hang out, man. And and not only that, but I I, I really admire Alice and his. Um, approach to life sort of the Tao of Coop if you will he's got a very interesting take on life and um and I think it's the truth I, the, the guy lives a life that is like no other I've ever met especially with the amount of success that he's had it's it's remarkable with the uh his his how he walks through life and every day it's 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 beautiful um his family has the same approach and uh the reason why i do love working with calico so much is because she's such a free spirit she doesn't really ever like to watch live footage matter of fact i can hardly ever get her to watch live footage because she she really doesn't want to see what she's doing because she doesn't want to think twice about something she's doing because she may think it looks silly when she's looking back at youtube but she knows it's a true action live which i think is admirable i love, and I that. love that as mm -hmm. well so working with her is i'm, I'm working with a, a true artist somebody who really just is a free spirit up there and she she's reacting to um what's happening at the time so people always say you know uh well you guys do the same set list every night and you must work out your choreography and the truth of it is is we don't we don't ever work out we work out little bits obviously yeah, yeah. it's the same set list but a lot of what you see is different every night because we're going off of how we're feeling and what's sort of happening happening just the movement I'm sure the, flow the crowd of the feel, shows. feeds into that as well yeah well the crowd the crowd is what incites it yeah you know we it, we're having our own little riot up on stage you know and um it's interesting because it's never the same show twice it's the same songs but it's never the same show 
you talked about the Dow of Coop and working with Alice Cooper. Yeah. I don't know if it was on your your social media or on the Bisto Blanco social media, talking about playing poker with Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. and he drew three sixes. Yeah. See, that's the beauty of Alice Cooper. Like he, <laughs> that that maniacal persona, that 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 showman, that yeah, demonic Alice Cooper. In yeah. reality, I mean, he's an entertainer. That that's that's his persona. The guy vibrates um, a way of life and vibrates things to come to him, like I've never seen in my life. And we play poker every single night. Now, mind you, that the the games we play are poker. Related in the family of poker, obviously a pair, two pair, a full house, mm-hmm. all this stuff. All this stuff applies. But we play a three-card game. Uh, it's called Terminator or it's called Bulldog. Depends. If it's Terminator, you can buy up to one card. So everybody gets dealt three cards. We also deal in a ghost and a darkness, meaning there's other two cards that we, two hands that we have to beat. So everybody gets three cards. The rules of this is that a straight beats a flush in a three-card game, where a normal five-card poker, a flush beats a straight. Well, straight beats uh, straight beats a flush because it's harder to get, and if you get natural three sixes, it trumps everything. Of course, royal flush because it's the devil's hand. Of we course. Call it. Okay, so we've been playing since I've been in the band for years. Nobody's ever got a natural three sixes. We do keep a joker in the deck as a wild card as well. So he's always saying, "Oh, you know, don't forget three sixes," and he just he said it out loud, and and luckily nobody went in because if you go in. Whatever money's in the pot, if you lose, you match. So he would get the pot plus whatever. So let's say there's six dollars in there. He actually wins twelve. Um, so he he flops over his natural three sixes and trumps us all. And it was it's great because he you know he he'll call it and, and get it. And at times it you know you start to vibrate on that. So you you know everybody's you know we're out there. Would never matter what we're doing if we're playing a show, if we're in the mall, or if we're you know riding on a bus playing poker. It's it's always just a real. Um, it's just a real true, you know, let your hair down, have fun, be yourself situation, you know, and, and you can get pissed and mad if you match and everyone laughs and goes with, you know, and laughs with you because we're with family and it's just how it goes, you know. Since we're on the topic of performers and their allegiance to Satan, uh, <laughs> you worked with Ronnie James Dio. Yeah. The yeah. hologram thing. What's your opinion on that? Well, first off, um, Ronnie was before I, uh, you know, I, I played with Alice, mm-hmm. and um, I owe everything to Ronnie and Wendy. They they were phenomenal to me. I I, I grew up loving Rainbow and Sabbath yeah. and Dio. I mean, they, it just how could I not? That was just that music just spoke to me in Ronnie's mm-hmm. voice and Jimmy Bain's bass playing, and you know, I just loved the band so much. So when I got the opportunity to to audition for for Dio, I remember getting the call from Wendy and. Um, I thought I kind of thought it was a joke, you know. But then she said, "Hey, Ronnie wants you to come down and audition." I, he did, we didn't know each other, but he had heard about me through um, one of their texts. And this is what, like, twenty-five years ago? Nineteen ninety-nine. Close, yeah, Close. yeah. So uh, he, um, he, uh, so I went down there, and, and I knew the stuff already. I, I just knew it from listening to sure. it. So um, I think I ended up jamming like uh, I went down there knowing seven songs and ended up playing three or four, and then. Um, Ronnie was such a cool guy and it was such an easy experience and um, he offered me the gig right there on the spot you know and and the, the funny thing about the, the the story was they were going on the road with Motorhead and Man of War over in Europe now I'd never been to Europe I didn't have a passport or anything you and didn't have said, a loincloth on top of that he said 
hey, uh, we're going to go uh, November. We leave in November. We're going to go tour with Motorhead and Manowar, and um, you got a passport, right? And I go, yeah, of course I got a passport. He goes, great. Well, just call up the office and give them your passport number. I'm like, okay, great. So I get in the car, and I drive straight to the post office. And I'm like, I need a passport now, you know? And it was uh, it was pretty funny because I thought, you know, I you know, I was always taught just lie through it all and I, figure it out. I was going to say that was, that was the lesson I was always told. Just say yes and figure it out if you don't know how to do it. You're got yeah, absolutely. When are you going to get the opportunity to play with one of the best? In Ronnie the James you, and like you, I mean those Rainbow albums that he was on, and <sighs> the, the two Sabbath albums in the <sighs> late seventies. Holy crap! Yeah, man, it's, I get I get emotional when I listen to him now. Um, but get back to the hologram thing. I mean, you know, when you got a, a a spirit like Ronnie James Dio with that voice and that that charisma. I mean, we all miss him and we want to feel close to him. And if it's a way for them to keep the legacy alive, then I say all for it. I, you know, I don't know what Ronnie's take would be on it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Would, would Lemmy want to, you know, uh, hologram of himself or whatever. But I, rock and roll is in a weird space place right now when you've got guys like alice in his 70s still carrying the torch of rock and roll like are we allowed to cuss on this show it's podcast what the fuck is wrong with you kids really where is rock and roll going man? i was gonna and bring that, that up is the problem is that we're now we're stuck with fucking holograms because these kids aren't you know putting it out there so we need to get the youth up there and we need to get these kids to carry the torch i agree because you know it's like there's guys like myself and other guys out there still rocking doing our own things and we're going to continue on until we can't do it anymore but i would like to see rock and roll continue and be a force to be right it's got i mean guitar music has to come back it has it, to. it's just the way it works but it's funny uh my son who's in high school who i took with to see the last alice yeah. cooper show um the way he described it at his high school, the kids listen to country and hip-hop. Like, rock is yeah. not, not playing in those cars in the parking lot. I like it used to when we were kids and we talk about, like, those old punk rock bands. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know, I grew up listening to everything. Seven Seconds yeah. rehearsed down the street from my house, you know, and I would listen to Seven Seconds. My dad was a banjo player. I grew up listening to bluegrass. I, I loved Duran Duran and, and, and Thompson Twins in the 80s, but I still listened to Maiden, yeah. and I still listened to, you know... Um, all every band you know i kiss to acdc mm -hmm. to the who and and you know bread anything i could get my hands on i loved it all because it was so important nowadays it's like oh i just listen to dance or i just listen to techno and i don't understand that it's like dude grow you know get get some culture and, and listen to what all types of music have to offer and you know my daughter's like that she's 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 not a, a musically inclined person but she's she knows about classic rock she knows obviously because she grew up with a dad blasting that stuff but she listens to more contemporary r&b mm -hmm. you know but you know, but she still will listen to rock because, she, you know, she grew up on it. And I think it's the responsibility of, of parents, just as it is math or history. You got to know music. You got to enjoy it because totally there's agree. a lot out there. I mean, think about how the Beatles lyrically spoke to you, you know, or any of that stuff. I mean, gosh darn, you're going to learn more about trees if you listen to Rush. Then you go to school. Start, in, fact, start, in fact, start with the Hemispheres album. Yes, period. come that's, on. That, that's a fantastic album. Uh, so, what was the first record you ever bought? Do you remember, like, the first time with your own money going to the record store? You know, I, I, the, the I don't remember the first record I bought. I'm, I think it might have been Draw the Line. Nice. 
Aerosmith. That's one of my favorite riffs in rock history, the title track. Yeah, one of mine too as well. But I, I re- also remember uh, buying a Glenn Campbell record at a at a garage sale as a kid too for like you know 10 cents or whatever i um but um i used to just i used to buy anything and everything and i had no idea what it was i remember as a kid buying paul revere and the raiders for 45s yeah. and i had no idea what that meant i just loved the name the raiders because i knew the football team as a little kid that's awesome so i was like oh i wonder what this sounds like and then i would just go put it on you know, I, I just didn't know a lot of music I was buying. Sometimes I'd buy just based on the, the album cover or, you know, a song that I, I heard on the record. I remember uh, growing up in uh, Lake Tahoe and there was this uh, DJ, he's still there in Reno, named Max Volume. But at, at midnight, Max Volume would play all the new releases and play, oh, the new Judas Priest is coming out today, you know, and whatever it was. And I would stay up and, and I would tape it. I would never be able to stay awake for right. two hours. But so I would on my cassette deck, I would tape the entire show, and then I'd get up in the morning, and I would listen to all the songs, and then I would go to the music store in the morning, and I'd say, "Oh, I like this. What is what is this?" These are radio you know? stories that I love hearing. Yeah. Oh, that's Triumph. Oh, okay. Let me check that out, and I would buy the record. I love that. All right, yeah. it's funny. I stopped by a record store on the way yeah. here. I used get? to have all these records. What'd you get? But I gave gave all my records away to charity years ago. Oh, so now I'm ah, buying Lace back and whiskey. Yeah. Buying back all my old records. Lace and whiskey. Yeah. Special, Special forces. Special forces. Yeah. During Alice it. Cooper's um, yeah. off period. Blackout period. They Blackout call it. period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although he does a, ver- a live version of Generation Landslide on this. Great. That I still love. And the most requested song, by the way, and I've never played live with him. I was going to say that yeah. to me, every every bit as much as No More Mr. Nice Guy or Is It My Body or whatever. That to me is a, an Alice Cooper standard. Yeah. That I mean, it's a generational anthem it's funny what people know and don't know and it, there's so many great records yeah. that we are great songs that we could play um but you know the audiences now are just so like you know no more mr nice guy the other day this is just a funny story i don't know how much time we got but there's four guys in new york four or seven guys i can't remember older dudes older than me well they looked older than me anyway but <laughs> they they're standing there in the freezing cold, wanting an autograph, and 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 they and, and they say it's Alice coming out, and they got their stuff and everything. And I go, you know, he's. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's cold out. He's not on this bus. He's going to enter through another door, you know. Um, but he's not. He's not coming out here until the end of the show. They're like, hey, okay, cool. Hey, you got any guitar picks on you? And I go, I don't. But I'll go inside and I'll I'll go get you some. So it's cold. I go inside, I get guitar picks, and I go back out. Now, these guys are diehard fans, right? Yeah. I said, um, hey, man, so I'm going to give you this guitar pick, but each of you need to name a song. I never do this, but each of you need to name a song that's not School's Out, <laughs> that's not No More Mr. Nice Guy, that's not 18, and not Poison. Wow, you're a ball buster. Come on. No, you got, mean, if you're I, a fan, I, I you would make, know yeah. anything anything you know and and none of them could say a song other than school's out and i'm or, or uh, one guy said under my wheels and i go all right fine i'll give it to you but i said come on there, there's not even you can't you can't think of anything else well, like, I go, what's your favorite record well school's out i go okay well what about looney tune and the guy goes i don't have that record and I go, no, that's the first song off the record. So I'm not, I'm not trying to be a ball buster, and I've never done that before. I mean, Nikki Six and I talked about that because he's done that to a couple of the fans before. If you're such a big fan, you know, name a song other than you know right. that. But 
I get it. We're blessed to have our fans, and even if they love No More Mr. Nice Guy or their favorite <laughs> song is Someone Poison. Just in. Devil's Food. Devil's Food. There you go. Yeah. Good for you, man. Nightmare Era. Hey, and listen, I'll be the first to admit, and I've admitted this in, in many interviews. When I got the gig with Alice Cooper, I was a limited muscle of love. Okay. <laughs> good call. Yeah. I was a limited Alice Cooper guy i did not know songs like and and i'm embarrassed to say i didn't know drive me nervous i didn't know ballad of dwight fry i didn't know halo of flies again going back to lying and telling the truth alice asked me hey um uh do you know uh, halo of flies and i said oh you you mean the live version or the or the studio version i had no idea what he was talking about <laughs> well played yeah and it, it turns out i go to and, he, and it's on the set list and i listen to it and i'm like oh my god this song's like nine minutes long what the hell was i thinking but you know I, i've learned everything now you know i know a lot about alice and um i just you know it's one of those things it's a challenge to go back and listen to because guys like alice they they have songs that are great no mr nice guy's great school's out's great under my wheels is great 18's great but you know what you know, so are some other songs on those B sides. Dwight Fry, Dwight Fry, Killers, is, Caught in a Dream. Oh, all man. of that stuff is great songs. So, you know, there's more to just listening to the single that's out on Spotify. See, I still have this fantasy that someday Alice will do album plays. Like we were just talking about that last night. I, I would, I would kill a drifter to see like from the inside live, start to One finish. Of my favorite record. It's so good. The Bernie Toppin album. It's so, so great, good, man. So great, and just. Uh, just beautifully produced and and, and uh, the background vocals we're all crazy it's such a Ugh. glorious song and nurse rosetta and i love all that i love it and we talk about it all the time and how, and if that would be something people would be into i've always wanted to take them on the road and just do like let's just do nightclubs just you know 500 seat dive bars and we do nothing but the b-sides of just stuff just grim facts and just things that oh people have no idea that, that's also heard. a blackout period so. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but just do stuff that no, no you do not do anything popular i lose my mind yeah. it's, it's it's probably too costly to pull off something like that yeah man see if we can get him in the van dude <laughs> go earn it kid uh, who's who's nurse who's nurse rosetta these days on stage well we don't have a nurse anymore it's a castle Ah, that's right. So we have a we had Mademoiselle Guillotine, played by. <laughs> I love Cheryl. To speak French. Yeah, she played by Cheryl Cooper. Love that's... it. All right. So tonight, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, Alice Cooper returns to the Genesee Theater. That is Chuck Garrick. You'll see him tear apart the stage playing bass. You'll see Nita change people's outlooks on life the way she plays guitar on stage. Ryan it, Roxy, one of the best guitar players Alice has ever had. Tommy Hendrickson, phenomenal rhythm player, great background vocalist. Glenn Sobel, solid drummer. I, I, this is a great band. It really, truly is. I think if you're a musician, bass player, guitar player, drummer, singer, songwriter, whatever, you, you're in for a treat with this band. And before you go, I do want to say again, where did I put the CD? Bisto Blanco. This it's like is, chicken soup. It's good for you. It, it is good for you. And it's, you know, get a CD or stream it, listen to it. Just check this stuff out. It, you, you'll Which love I it the second I stole that you're... quote, by the way, from um, Andrew Wood, Mother Love Bone. Oh. Listen to that, kids. Yeah. Catch up on that. Yeah, so yes. You'll hear where Pearl Jam came from. All right. So hopefully we'll see some Bisto action live next year. For now, it's all about Alice Cooper. What a show. I, I cannot wait. Thank you, Chuck. And thank you for thank watching you guys. Facebook Live. I'm going to turn this off.